listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is someone I've known for quite some time. I've quoted him in many of my presentations that I've done, in articles that I've written, and he's truly an expert on client development. His name is Henry DeVries. You may be familiar with Henry. You may have read his article on Forbes.com or some of the books that he's written or he's co-authored. In fact, he's the CEO of Indie Books International, and he's an author and editor of 300 business books, including his bestseller, How to Close a Deal, like Warren Buffett. Today, Henry's going to give us some great ideas that we can keep top of mind that can help us get in front of the right type of clients. I hope you get some great ideas and content from my show with Henry today. I've got with me on the Rainmaking Podcast, a good friend of mine, someone I've had on previous shows, Henry DeVries. Henry, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Scott, I'm so excited to be here to talk about business development for professionals. Absolutely. And Henry, I've, I've known you for some time. And I remember back when I started my podcast experience in 2009, I think you were one of the first two or three people I ever interviewed. So we've known each other for some time. And today's topic is marketing with a book. And can you give us some perspective? Tell us where did you start in your career and what's your journey to where you ended up today being an expert on client development? My career started in professional services. In fact, uh, marketing communication. So worked for marketing agencies, have owned my own marketing agencies, and was always fascinated with business development. So I went to a big conference and you could sign up to talk to experts. And I signed up and I asked them the question, how do you grow a business? How do you attract high paying clients? And they didn't know the answer. So they made it up and they said, do good work good work and they'll find you. It was sort of like a field of dreams. Build it and they will come. Yeah, that's a that was a great movie. That's a great line. It's a horrible business model for a professional service firm. So I wrote my first book in the 90s, Self-Marketing Secrets, about this. I kept studying it. I went on to financial service firms, uh, opened my own agency, and uh, really decided that one day I would just spend full time working on how to help professionals attract high paying clients because it's hard, it's difficult, it's tricky. Uh, people think that it needs to be hype, and, and quite the opposite is true. So that's been my journey for the last uh, 20 years is teaching people how to attract high paying clients. That's great. That's great. So tell me then, with your book, Marketing with a Book, tell me what was the story? Why did you write that book? I discovered in my research that a book can be the number one marketing tool for a professional. Hmm. And speaking is the number one strategy. And the tool that opens the doors to speaking is a book. So it's not marketing a book. It's marketing with a book. Right. So I show the proven processes uh, called the educating expert model at smart professionals use to attract all the business that they want. Okay, well, tell me about this, the educating expert model. What does that mean? Well, the educating expert model is, it's not about saying how great you are or how long you've been in business. It's about understanding the problems of the people you serve and then 
offering them advice in books, articles, speeches on how to solve their problems in general. And the more generous you are in helping people solve their problems in general, more clients you will attract. The luckier you will get, I say, in attracting high-paying clients. Okay, well, let me kind of challenge this. You're saying give away your content to your prospects. What if they just take your content, use what you're giving away and don't call you? How would you overcome that argument? Ah, that's the big fear that you've got some great content that nobody else has. Every morning, Scott, your prospective clients wake up with two problems. First problem is their problem, some problem that you could solve. Their second problem is, who do I trust to solve this problem? Mm. And way to build trust, a bridge of trust to them is to provide information in books and articles and speeches on how to solve problems in general. Then they know you're the expert to hire to solve their specific problem. Kevin, an attorney one day, and he was a friend from college, and he was struggling in his practice, and he came to my office and wanted to hire me. And I said, Kevin, you don't have to hire me. I stood up and I went to my bookshelf, and out of 300 books, I pulled eight from the shelves. And I said, here, read these eight books, do what these eight books say. And Kevin said, I don't want to read eight books. I want to hire the guy who knew which eight books to pull down from that shelf. Yeah, that's smart. That's a smart guy. That's a smart guy. That's great. I love that. Yeah, that's something I've learned. And I learned years ago when I started doing training, my niche, as you recall, was the recruiting industry. And I would write books just to build that. And the same thing when I went into legal to be able to write content that substantiates your expertise. And I found... One other technique was when I was writing an article on law firm leadership, one of the first people I reached out to was a prospective client. I was able to call him and I said, I'm writing an article on this. I'd like to interview you. And that became my first client. I didn't call him to say, I want to get your business. What do you, what do you think of that technique? Oh, we call that the Trojan horse strategy. Oh, so just like how the Greeks took the city of Troy by hiding in the, the gift uh, that was wheeled into the city, it's a great way of getting clients. It's not manipulative. Right. Um, it's really being generously interested in someone else, offering to help, and then karma takes over from there. Right. If that person is smart enough to figure out that you can help them, they will hire you. If it's not in their best interest to hire you, they won't. Right. What you just did is put yourself in a position to be hired. I write a column for Forbes.com. Forbes hires me to write a weekly column on business development. Wow. And many of the people I've written out will say, oh, well, and what do you do? When I tell them, they say, well, we have a conversation about that. Scott, when someone asks you something good in business development, a question like that, Henry's rule is, pause three seconds for dignity, then say thank you for asking, and answer their question. That is brilliant. I remember you saying that years ago, and I've used that, and it's such a great technique. I think it's genuine. I don't think it's staged. I think it gives you time to gather your thoughts and it shows that you're sincere, that it's just not off the cuff. I think that's a great, uh, a great technique, a great tip. So tell me then, somebody can write a book. Let's kind of go back to the reasons why they're going to write a book. Number one is that it's going to substantiate your expertise. They know that you're published. They assume that you know more than your competition. Let me kind of pause right here, Henry. What do you think is better, a self-published book or one that's published by a major publishing house? Ah, 
So I call a self-published book uh, the S word because only crazy grandpas should self-publish books. What you want to do is independently publish your book. Now, okay. I've been published by traditional authors, uh, traditional presses like McGraw-Hill. Uh, I have a number one bestseller, How to Close a Deal Like Warren Buffett from McGraw-Hill. I've also been indie published. And then before I knew what I was doing, I was self-published. There's a stigma with self-publishing. Okay. Indie publishing is like an indie record label or an indie film that comes to Sundance. It just means that the artists, the creators, kept intellectual property control. They hired some people to do necessary tasks and then get the lion's share of the money the project makes. More important than the money is the control. Because when you go with a traditional publisher, you've got to convince them that you can sell 10,000 books in a year. And for that, they're going to pay you 15% of what the book makes, and they're going to keep 85. Right, right. <laughs> it's a horrible model these days because we don't need printing presses. There's been technological revolution in printing with digital printing and also in marketing with namely Amazon.com. So right, right. we don't need the old model anymore of the publishing house that pays well, you a royalty of what you make. So tell me then more about independent indie publishing. What does that mean exactly? Like how well, is indie, it different than self-publishing? Sure. It's a hybrid model between self-publishing and traditional publishing. And you hire experts in design, production, editing to help you publish a book that looks like a book, smells like a book, tastes like a book if you even took a bite out of it. It's a book. It's professional looking in every way. Now, uh, it probably cost you, oh, over the course of a couple of years, ten dollars to $20,000 for your publishing campaign. Mm-hmm. However, you sell a 1,000 copies of that book, and you should be able to if you just follow simple steps. Your book should have of interest to a specific target group, and selling a 1,000 copies at $20 a piece is not a problem. Then you made everything back and more, so you're in the black on the book. Right. The real money for my studies is a 4 to 20x ROI, 400 to 2,000% ROI, what you put into the project and what you get back from client fees, mm-hmm. speaking fees. Got mm-hmm. an expert with a book, speaks in the five dollars to $10,000 range. As a matter of fact, if you say you speak for less, then people say, well, you're not really an expert. Right. Because that's what an expert charges. That's right. That's interesting. So how do we go about finding these indie publishers? What's the process we would use when we reach out to them? Do we need to have a book proposal written like we would with a major publishing house? We have the book already written. What do you recommend? Yes. You don't need book already written. Usually it's an idea for me. And, and I offer strategy calls, no-cost strategy calls. If there's a professional who's serious about a book, I'm happy to spend some time with them or mm-hmm. someone from my firm spend some time with them. Great. We'll talk about how to prepare and then publish and promote a client-attracting book. Now, there's an international association of independent 
publishing companies. You can find them and find a group of them. You can network. Uh, I have things on my website, indiebooksintl.com, where we talk about other indie publishers that people can look into or how to find indie publishers. We'll put that link on our show notes too. Oh, thanks. When you find, I have a learning center there, Scott, that people can find a lot of information. Oh, great. When you find them, usually what you need is know, a page about the idea. Mm-hmm. Who's the audience? Mm-hmm. What is the problem you're solving for that audience? Coming up with the title and the subtitle, all that, that can come later. It's more about what's the main message of your book. Right. There's a joke in publishing that all books could be nine pages long. That's <laughs> really the, the, you know, you can say everything you need to say in nine pages. However, that wouldn't be much of a book industry. So we have to fill another 140 pages with stories, illustrations, evidence, case histories, things that back this information up. Right. And that's what makes a difference. We live in very uncertain times right now, and and professionals need more clients. These emotional times, I think they need to connect with prospects and become influential as a storyteller. Most professionals have a hidden asset they don't know about. They're defining story. And they're defining stories, how they have helped take clients from problem to solution. You don't even have to name the client. You could just call the client Bob. This guy's the industry. Stories prove that you're not a wannabe. Stories prove that you can take somebody from mess to success, as my good friend Judy Carter says. That's great. I love that, that it's their defining story. I love that. Everybody's got that unique story. Let me go back to kind of the the building blocks of a book or or really more about distinction. How, How can somebody that writes a book that wants to market their professional services, there's thousands of books out there. How do they make their stand out? If I wanted to write a book on client development for partners or how law firms can grow with partner recruiting. I'm sure there's other books already written. How do you cause that book to stand out? It's actually good and bad news that there are other books. It's it's good news that there are other books. That means subject of his interest. Uh, The bad news is there is other books, so how do you stand out? Mm -hmm. And my message is your stories matter. Discoveries in neuroscience have proved that our decision-making is largely emotional, not logical. So how do we persuade people on an emotional level? We persuade them with stories. The brain is hardwired in the decision-making center for stories. So we need to tell a story, one that we can tell aloud in two minutes, about how we've taken somebody from mess to success, from problem to solution. That's how we build credibility. We also drop those stories within the book. So let me kind of talk about structure then. Let's say... A professional has an idea for a topic and they want to put some notes together and they want to start writing this book and they find an indie publisher or or some other vehicle that they want to do it. Do you think it's possible? Well, let me ask you this. How many words, how many pages, how many chapters? What's a good recommendation for somebody doing this for the first time? My lighthouse recommendation, my guiding you recommendation is 20,000 words, 10 chapters, 10 2,000 word essays on your topic. When you break it down that way, it doesn't seem as daunting. Right, right. So the first essay is, why is this important? Why does this matter? Why why is this of concern to the target audience? 
Number two is how to solve the problem in general. Just an overview. What's your main message of this book? And then also, if you're going to guide me on this journey, who are you as the tour guide? I want to hear your mess to success story, your defining story, how you got to be the person you are today. And the next six chapters is break it down into six steps, the six buckets, I call them, on the how. How do I do this? What are six concepts that I need to understand? And in each concept, break it down for me with concept, define the concept, illustrate the concept with a case history, give me evidence about the concept, and then give me an application checklist of how do I apply this concept in my work. Um, wow, that's great. Give me, give me two final chapters. Give me one chapter on how do I sustain this? How do I build a culture around it? How do I troubleshoot it when I'm going forward? And then a last chapter, summarize it for me and then give me into the future. What, what are the future trends you're seeing on this? How will that apply? Wow. There's a 10-chapter book. There you go. Henry, that, that's brilliant. I assume you have that written down somewhere in some of your resources. Well, I've written 12 books on it. I could, I could sum it up in nine pages if you want, Scott. <laughs> That's great. I've written monographs on the, on the how to do it. That's fantastic. So where do you think is a starting point? Somebody's listening to this. They like it. It makes sense. They want to go forward. What should they start with? What's step number one? Well, step number one is a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And blueprint looks at different things about, okay, this book. If this book were in a Barnes & Noble, the 39 sections in Barnes & Noble, what section would they file this book in? And no, it's not a good answer. Say, well, it could be in many different sections. In publishing, often we put a section it should be filed in on the back cover of the book to help that book clerk know like where to put this book. Right. The next thing is, let's say it's business for the people listening on this call. Well, there are 16 different subchapters of business. This is all covered in chapter two of my book, Marketing with a Book. Okay, good. And and there's a subtle plug, but how about this? Anybody (laughs) who listens to this broadcast sends me an email and mentions your name, Scott, I'll give them a free copy of Marketing with a Book. And chapter two has the blueprint. Uh, And it has the other steps about what I call the information question, type question, the what story you're telling. I, I teach something that others don't, that they're eight great stories that human brains are hardwired for. And the hundred best business sellers of all time knew this and they wired into one of those eight great stories, which is yours. Is this an overcoming the monster story? Is this an underdog story? Is this a mystery? Is this a quest? Rebirth? Comeback? You know, so what is the story that you're telling? And that's all in my blueprint in chapter two of Marketing with a Book. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see that. That's great. That's fantastic. I like the fact that it's formulaic, that we're reverse engineering what we know is proven to get a book read, and we're building our content around that concept. I think that's a great way to approach it. Here's my motto. Formulas are our friend. Hmm. Formulas are the clues that have been left behind by all the successful people. And as I've studied adult learning, I'm a former assistant dean for continuing education at the University of California, San Diego. So I've spent a lot of time studying wow. how adults learn, how adults process information. Wow. Um, why, how, what next formula is excellent. Each chapter 
about, I usually say it's a hook, hook the reader in, either a hook story or anecdote. Then it's a concept, explain the concept, illustrate the concept with a case history story, give evidence about the concept, and then tell us how to apply the concept. Is a formula. It's like a house. A house needs a foundation, it needs walls and a roof. How you decorate the house is up to you. And that's why there are so many different houses in the world. They follow a basic formula. Formula is your friend. That's great, Henry. I like that. It makes a lot of sense. So let's kind of keep going with our, I always try to summarize three action steps. We've got our first one to write the blueprint. What's action step number two that somebody listening today can take? You take that first step, you write the blueprint. Before you build a house, you'd have a blueprint. Next one is produce a cover with a trifecta title. So let me talk about my concept of a trifecta title. Sure. Trifecta means, you know, it's when you win three ways. Mm -hmm. So the first win is the book works as a speech title. So I go out and I give speeches on marketing with a book. Mm -hmm. And it works as a book title. My title of my book is Marketing with a Book. And then it works that you can get the .com URL and own it, marketingwithabook.com. I've also the book Persuade with a Story. I give keynotes on Persuade with a Story. My book is Persuade with a Story. You can reach me at henry at persuadewithastory.com. That's a trifecta. That's great. It builds a little fence around your intellectual property. I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. I see competent legal advice before making any decisions. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that's great. So, so I think those are great ideas. Those are fantastic ideas. What's a third action step somebody can take today to get well, started? Well, a third action step is you don't have to wait for the books to be done to take advantage of it. The first thing I said is go to LinkedIn, change your LinkedIn profile, talk about your upcoming book, post two chapters as articles on your LinkedIn page. Uh-huh, These great. are excerpts from your upcoming book. As you said, being the author of an upcoming book gives you permission to interview anybody. Yeah, that's right. And you can ask them that, you know, the subtitle of my book is How Smart Yada Yadas Do Yada Yada. People go, oh, I'm smart. Uh, Okay, yeah, I'd like to be interviewed. And they'll be interviewed. You take good use of their time, 15 minutes. It expands your contact database. It expands your breadth of knowledge. It builds a buzz out there that this person is a thought leader. Right. I think that's great, Henry. What we're going to do, we're going to have you back on here for marketing with the book part two, and then part three and four, et cetera. But I think you've given some great content. We're going to put the links on the show notes, but tell us if somebody's listening, they want to go there right now. What's what's a good website they can go to get your get a copy of your book? You said it was marketingwiththebook.com. Is that right? Yeah, but you can uh, email me at henry at indie, books, B-O-O-K-S-I-N-T-L.com. That'll be in the show notes. Henry at indiebooksinternational.com. And you can also reach me at henry at persuadewithastory.com. And just put in the subject line, a free book or free book chat. That's where I'll spend a half an hour with you on a no cost, no selling, no kidding strategy call about a book. That's fantastic, Henry. And tell us about the offerings that you offer to companies, individuals, professional services, firms, law firms. What's kind of the work that you do on a hands-on basis? 
I have a keynote and a workshop called Persuade with a Story, mm-hmm. where I teach people how to tell their defining stories. I actually help them mine the stories. People have them, they just don't know where they are. They're hidden assets. So I help them mine those hidden assets. Also, I help people prepare, publish, and promote client-attracting books. In fact, in the last decade, I've helped with over 300 books that are out there helping people get clients. Well, that's fantastic, Henry. Thank you for being on the show today. We're going to have you back on. And thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon, Henry. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.